McKernan tried to get to where the drop of the ball. Stringer tried to cut through. Stringer does cut through. Stringer! Oh. Oh. <laughs> Guys, just shots here of Michael Hurley back up left arm in a sling. Don't know if it's a collarbone or shoulder, but obviously we won't be seeing him for the rest of the day. The harder the kick, the bigger the stage, the better he is! <laughs> Got it on a string as Jake now! Stringer deep, Stringer strong! And McDonald, Tim and Woody, it's a one-two punch at the moment. He's just teasing them! He's in the lead, McDonald, Tim and Woody! One of the goals of the season! No wonder they've got a rap song about him! Anthony McDonald, Tim and Woody, played footy. Bombers are ready to go to work. Francis takes it wide. McKenna eventually gets it under his control. Oh, what confidence! He kicks it! Clark almost Fantasia been missing all day. Laverde in the square. Pulses racing everywhere. Oh, who else? McDonald, Tim and Woody. McDonald, Tim and Woody. He's kicked an unbelievable goal. All his cunning, all his class. And the Bombers are going to try. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 74. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who've known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. It's pretty exciting to be on the podcast tonight. Uh, the I've, lid slightly ajar, I think. Yeah, I've been I've been in such a good mood <laughs> since Saturday. Uh, to be nine wins and seven losses. I think at one stage we were four wins and six losses. Yep. Uh, I think be the informed team since round eleven in the in the comp almost. Yeah, if you look, you we're on the top of the ladder since round then. Uh, yeah, five of the last six. Um, just and just from sheer courage and grit and character and a lot of those games in in some points we were we were really behind or we were out down of it or, by like 20 points 25 points and we've come back and we've come back so look it's it, it's a bit of it's a real positive show tonight cuz oh, I, I, I don't know other I don't know how else to to be but it, and it was just it was just one of those magical games that you get once a year that that oh, is you're on the edge of your seat. It's one of those so, good ones. Yeah, something spectacular's happened. Yeah. I mean, obviously we'll talk about Waller. Um, but it was just it's just yeah, I just couldn't get be more excited after the game. I, I was so uh my heart was racing for about for almost felt like a day after it. I was just it was just had so much which we've spoken about before, so much consequence, a win or a loss. Yeah, absolutely. And to, informed team to win with seventeen seconds to go. Oh, it was mate. just Walla. Against, you know, and, and we'll talk about it, against so many odds. 
I remember Hurl's going down. Hooksy on <laughs> half of a leg. <laughs> Hooksy's just on. Yeah, it's just his back's gone. Yep. Uh, he could hardly move. And to have the, you know, the skipper out, Bell Chambers, you, know, you just talk about the Danahar, Ambrose, Smith, Danahar, Ambrose, Smith, all of that. And, you know, and you talk about Ambrose, it's not just something to, to just to say, oh yeah, Ambrose out. He was the Ben Brown stopper. Yeah, exactly. At right. the start of the year. Yeah. He completely shut him out of the game. Yep. So to have him out, uh, knowing that Ben Brown may, you know, score exactly what he did, I think he played exceptionally well actually the kid the kid's got he's big got big long arms man yeah, yeah. real big long we arms we just couldn't counter it and uh but to overcome that uh with a younger schmidfield clark parish uh, even langford in, in yep. parts just uh, an enormous achievement by the club Huge. Uh, and and look it's it's time to address something that we addressed probably a month ago and that's the head coach Mm. And I think it's fair enough to say, uh, for me anyway. Uh, I don't know how you feel. Uh, I'm not in the like in the apology phase because I I think I'm, everything I said five weeks ago was actually true. Yep. Uh, it's just we've just gone an amazing run. But all credit to John Westfold that the club has turned itself around. They're clearly playing for him. Uh, because you cannot have that kind of resilience and efforts without a connection with the coach. Yep. Uh, so all credit to everyone involved. And, and remember when we said, you know, uh, we're talking about Wusha and and obviously we dressed, you know, I wonder if he'll uh, be the coach next year. And we and the first thing we, we noted that, you know, it's our wish because that he, he in the club has all the success in the world. And like It's not something that we hope for. We're just saying the rally of the situation when you're four wins and six losses. We wanted success under Wusha. Yeah. Right? And we, but between then and now, I, I was critical and you were critical and we had our reasons for being critical. But between then and now, you have to stand back and say, we have W's in the, in the column, man. Like, yeah. To get wins against the teams we've beaten with the personnel we've had to put on the, on the park... It's great. Yeah, it was not an easy stretch, these six games. This I is, still yeah, have there's, concerns. There's about top four teams. Plan. There's teams that have been bogey teams. Uh, they're all, they were all hard games. And yep. and to to have that kind of success and, and to the way we've done it. I, look, if I'm being honest, because I'm painfully honest, uh, do I think it's because of some amazing restructure or game plan that was there? No, no. I don't think it's because of that. It's really the spirit of the group has been so incredible that they just refuse to lose games. And and I you know, I talk about the ruthless part that I, I wanted to get back at the Essendon Football Club. That's what I'm seeing. Uh, I, look, I still think there's two levels to go. That's I should be excited because I feel like actual game plan and structures and that you know, if we get the midfield and the forwards connecting a little bit better and that sort of thing, boy, the upside is is really enormous because the spirit that they've got is a spirit like a Richmond last year, like a, a doggies when they won that premiership. They're 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 fully involved, fully engaged, and you know some of the acts of that game, uh, whether it's Hurley or Hooker or guys who you know even there's a play where Hurley's done obviously his shoulder and he he's still fighting in some plays knowing that his his shoulder's done and Hooksy's Hooksy's gone for all money and and yeah Ben Brown marked the ball once or twice 
but he's just done any anything that his body will let him. He's tried every possible way to try and get to a contest, and he did it three or four times. Got the spoil when his body was probably shot, and just small things like that. I go, geez, this group is is really connected at the moment, um, and they're playing as one as far as a spirit that I have always wanted in the Eston Football Club. Of one that's that you have to. You, the opposition, have to play four quarters of really good football if you're going to beat us. If not, we're going to give you everything we've got. And and look, our goal is that we're going to win every week. And and I can't be... I, I know I'm sort of really glowing, but because we've had a really depressing <laughs> couple of shows in, mm-hmm. you know, from six to eight weeks ago. But I was just... When Waller kicked that goal and, and the siren went, I... It was the first time for a while I was just just had this enormous pride in the football club and, and with the players because no one like all, did you see the expert tips? No one tipped us. And mm, the 20, no 20 of the expert, no one tipped us. James Hurd didn't tip us. Matthew <laughs> Lloyd didn't tip us. No one tipped us. And look, I, it's not that I I think oh how silly of you because no we were the underdogs. Heppel was out. Ambrose was out. You know. You know these these things were real, and I can. And North Melbourne were easily the informed team, and I know came out in the first quarter exactly like that. We had, you know, suddenly you could tell we hit a wall straight away. Went, oh god, these guys are really on fire. To change that momentum and get back at them with this young group, I mean, you, you cannot be but excited about the way the Essendon Football Club represented the red and black on Saturday night. Okay then, <laughs> just just between you and me, um, as as we watch the uh, as we watch the time and tick over there, ladies and gentlemen, that was a four and a half minute rant from Scotty. <laughs> That's well, I owe it to him. I owe it, to, and they and they deserve it. They deserve it because uh, it was uh, it was exciting. It was it was it was it was exciting being a football fan and, and watching it, and and it gave me this old glimpse of of oh, how exciting is it to watch an Essendon team like this. Um, and and knowing that there's still a lot of progress to happen, but you know, we'll talk about after the break some other other events. But to to see a kid like Dylan Clark go to one of the Brownlow Medal favourites after four weeks after Crips or five weeks after Crips, go to Cunnington and completely shut him out of the game. Mm-hmm. And Cunnington is a brutal player. Yeah, like I was a thug. If, I, if I'm Dylan Clark. I'm just nervous during the week because I know I'm probably going to get thumped, and because that's he's he's old school. I really like Cunnington. Uh, he's, he's he's a bit he, he had, swings arms uh, and gets off because uh, he's a Brownlow favourite. Yeah, anyway. yeah. But he, he had he had some cheap shots. There's no <clears> doubt about it. And quite a few North guys had uh, Sheil and, and Merritt in their targets of yeah. some cheap shots. But for a kid to do that in his seventh game or sixth game and just completely obliterate him, it's just like. Oh my goodness! Like, and to see Andy McGrath in the last quarter stand up, and there's some critical plays that Andy McGrath did in that last quarter. That was just tough, little. Oh, what's the word? Just little things that you know only Essendon probably fans see <laughs> as an obvious, but they're just small little things: intercepts, tackles, just knock-ons, just desperation, and. And that's the excitement I have. Like I'm going, I'm watching Parish as well. Going, he's a pick five. There is a pick five coming through. 
McGrath was pick one. No, he is playing as well as McCluggage. And because and there's all this little talk behind the scenes of like, oh, did we t- pick the wrong guy? Did McClung-? But no, we tipped a genuinely good player. And if you look at his stats the last six weeks, he's probably averaging about 25 possessions. And he's really starting to impose himself on games. So they're the, that's the excitement stuff. And small things like Mason Redmond, who had his first moment in AFL where he made some clangers, right? Mm-hmm. He's usually Mr. Reliable. He makes a clangor, and you can tell he's almost like he takes it personally. He does remind me of Goddard sometimes. Mm-hmm. He, take it, he gets angry, makes it personal, and does two or three amazing plays. Chase down, tackles, spoils... And you go, that's what I want. That's a guy who's just annoyed that he made a mistake and said, I'm going to get our team through my own efforts back, you know, back where it needs to be. Uh, and just all those small things. Like, I was just like, you can tell I'm kind of glowing. But uh, I'll mention Zach Clark. Okay. No one, there's a few. I shouldn't say no one. There's, there's a few fans out there, and, and you know who you're talking about, who really supported him and said we need to support him do you maybe want to do this after the break what do you reckon? i'll talk one more okay, okay one more okay go. okay Sacco. because <laughs> I, I want to go to some questions uh after the okay break too. Good. so i'll just cover us a few plays because okay. they all did well um zach clark though uh to have that pressure and look we spoke on the podcast with ronnie lona we're saying uh, we're a little bit concerned uh, we did say I'm a lot concerned actually we did, I, I must admit that we did say he needs to play and there's every Every um, he may actually come out okay because of Goldstein as at least a like for like body to beat him. I wasn't expecting, but enormous in the context of the game. He had three more hit outs than Goldstein. No one hits more tap outs than Goldstein. Goldstein just gets tap outs. That's his job, yeah. Then he's second in the side for clearances. He has six clearances at Clark. It's like insane. Like no, like I'm sitting there going, "What the hell is going on, Zach Clark?" But I absolutely, you know, you, you're free to have my future kid, future wife, or whatever. <laughs> you're, but uh, you, I was just so glowing and and so proud of him and and, and all those things. Like we, just before the break. I know, because I really want to go to questions, and there's going to be a lot about these other players, right? Mm-hmm. I just have to mention two more. Jakey Stringer. Oh, my God. The biggest impact player. Man's a freak. Yep. I, yeah. Uh, he just... He's he's why you go to the football. Huge player for the Essendon Football Club. I won't talk about him after the break, but let's just talk about Waller. O-M-G. <laughs> That's the greatest game I've ever seen him play. Easily, easily. Because he, what he did was actually get possessions as well. So he's normally a thirteen possession guy. You know, he can kick your four goals and and be still best on ground. But he's actually got more closer to twenty possessions. Uh, he's just laid uh, so much pressure around the ground. He had so much presence around the ground, and he's kicked just two of the most amazing goals you'd ever want to see. And if you watch that last play. It is so brilliant because what he's done is three guys have gone to Laverde, right? Laverde's got the ball, and he's realised very quickly, I've got to. I'm, I've I'm got, no use in there. I'm no use in there. I've got to quickly allow two meters of space. And you've watched it again. Just watch it closely. He quickly just runs off the pack to allow uh, quickly some space where he can maybe work. 
and he's run towards the boundary line with the ball to snap on the wrong side of the ground to do a right foot snap. Bang through the middle. Oh my god, let's get to a break. I just, I'm just too much. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the first half of the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast was brought to you by Scott McNeese. Um, let's go to a break and we'll come back and maybe, maybe I'll get a word into this podcast at some stage. I might start a chant. Okay, bye. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, Scotty's calmed down um, from his uh, Uber rant at the start of the podcast. <laughs> um, we thought we'd take a, t- a bit of time. Scotty put out a request on Twitter today um, to all our Twitter followers to ask us questions um, that they'd like us to answer. We probably haven't done this enough on the podcast, and I think it's, it's definitely something we'll continue to do moving forward. But yep. I think we've got sort of 10, 15 replies on Twitter to some questions. So we might go through five or six of them yep. and just um, give you what we think. Now, give you a shout-out to? Yeah, a shout-out to Ben Morrison at Seriously Ben uh, on Twitter asked the question, where is the tipping point for our injuries? Or are we there already with the addition of hurls to that list? I worry that we are now. I worry that hurls out for four to six and, a, and an unwell hooker because backs are not a one-week injury, right? If he yeah. plays this week, then it'll be with injections and... A lot of massage. Because, yeah, a lot of massage and because we need him. But if he doesn't play, that is the two pillars of our back line. Now, I would not expect us to beat Adelaide in Adelaide without Hurley and Hooker and everybody that we've got missing at the moment. Ambrose and all those guys. I think... Unfortunately, Hurls is the tipping point for us. Unless Maggie Thatcher comes in and just turns into an incredible uh, football player. But it's going to be really, really difficult without those two absolute pillars of our back line. What do you reckon? Look, there's kind of two parts to this. Do I think we have players that can fill in for them? Fill in for them? I'll say that. For both, do you mean? Yeah, I think we do. But the issue for me is is have a look at how our forward line is structured when we've had mass rotations. We've actually have struggled a bit in, in just the continuity of the same group. So for me, the more concern is actually just having two key pillars coming out and having two fresh new guys coming in, understanding the system all of a sudden. You know, that, and that's what I mean. Yeah, Sadi playing with them, yep. McKenna getting used to them. How how do they how do they do things? Where do they spoil to? Um, and that's just more the concern when you have a lot of injuries. Uh, so yes, I think there's actually good quality. Like, well, well, there's another question, so I'm not going to go into it too much about no, no, cool. about uh, Zerk and, and guys like Hartley. <clears throat> but yes, we've got really good depth in the back line. Yeah, it's, well, it's key the, position it, anyway. Yeah, it's the actual sinking of the side and gelling of the side that's more the concern for me. All right. Um, Kim D uh, at Essendon Kim uh, asked a good question. The youngsters have stood up, have stood tall. Can they keep it up? It is a good question because you you do wonder who does she mean by youngsters? Look, I would say the Dylan Clarks, the Parishes, the McGraths, yep. Francis, uh, Langford, especially Langford. Yeah, all those guys who are just playing week after week. 
Like, and for me, guys like Parrish who have been really physical, like they've played an inside kind of role a few times. And, and he's when, played outside. Yeah, he's played everywhere. When do their bodies... Are their bodies okay? Um, I, I just heard him in, mention just in a, in a podcast just in the day that, you know, they said, oh, why didn't you, you know, one of the players said, why didn't you come after the game sees? He goes, oh, mate, I was so sore. I just went home and slept. And you, and actually just like, it's a small little thing. You go, I can actually <laughs> probably believe you too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it, it is an interesting one. But saying that, you don't, I, I think every team goes through that. So it's it's kind of who we're playing. Um, Adelaide are probably a little bit more experienced, but they do have some youngsters. So I, I, I don't know if that means any different to the opposition about where we're at to, to but I could imagine with the sort of the the physicalness and the the hecticness of the last five or six weeks. I mean, every game's almost gone down to the wire. Besides the West Coast, it's that's why I reckon we're at the tipping point. That's yeah, why yeah. I reckon it's Hurls at fifty or sixty percent. Yeah, uh, sorry, Hooker at 70 percent. Hurls out. Yeah. The continuity that those two guys give for the backline, and for Sadi and McKenna and and yeah. Gleeson and that sort of stuff, I think we're in a little bit of trouble now. Yeah, we're we're playing the Suns probably at a good time in two weeks, aren't we? Because it's one of the ones uh, I was thinking about it today. I went, you know what? I know people Essendon fans will be very you know, some Essendon fans will be cocky and going because they're seeing every other side win by you know eighty to one hundred points. I honestly would accept a six goal win because I I think we are a bit the walking wounded at the moment and, and to be honest to me it's just about W's yeah. and, and I, I would I would be more than fine if we I know people say no we need percentage but I, I, I just think there's there might even rest one or two guys for that game and I just think it's a game we just need to get past mm. win the game but the, the bigger focus is getting some bodies right yeah, for that for, run, for that sort of four week run home because I guess one of the um, the other good question that we had um, from Kim D at Essendon underscore Kim the significance of our injury <clears throat> excuse me ladies and gentlemen I didn't have my radio voice on the significance of our injury list to our finals chances each line is basically missing a first pick senior player do we does the does the club rest hooks like a 60-70% hooker can probably get you three quarters of the game but do we not concede yeah, yeah. against Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, no. But do we chuck in Hartley, tell him to do his best? If we win the game, great. If we don't, well, probably that's to be understandable. But then we, again, we rest him for the Gold Coast game and he's had two full weeks to I've, recover. To recover with his back. With his back so that he's got time to come in and play well if we make finals. Look, it's, it's a good point and I, I think there's a lot of merit in that thought. Uh, because if, if if he is if he is actually playing injured and you know and and he actually can't contribute as much as normal, then there's a suggestion too that maybe it's no good. Like it's actually you know no good for the side. That's exactly right. Because yeah. if, if it was the if it was the hooker of the last quarter, then you go no, you've actually just got to rest him. And Hartley's up and about. Yeah, Hartley's yeah. up and about well, at the moment in the in the VFL. The reality is the VFL's on top of the ladder and flying. Yeah, and that, it's been an amazing year by the VFL with all these injuries. The VFL is a smashing team every week. We've taken every yeah. sort of up and coming star yeah, so out like, of that side. From what I hear, Zach Thatcher played a brilliant game on the weekend. Yep, and and I've I've like I know it would be his first game, but I have a lot of confidence in the kid. I think he's got a good head oh, on his shoulders. Absolutely, and, and I think he's a. a I, it wouldn't bother me at all if someone named him 
Yeah, I just going, think, oh, great. I reckon he would have played before now if he hasn't been yeah. injured. Hartley, they'll definitely look at. He was emergency for this game. He just makes sense. And and just, just sheer experience and knowledge. And he's a great puncher of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he'll just tie up that kind of part. He'll, yep. So, yeah. All right. The next question we've got is from Andrew Park um, at AJ Parkey. Um, Parrish's importance in the midfield. Laverde has been good forward. He just needs to improve converting shots on goal. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the interesting one for me, which I think we'd both definitely agree on, um, is Gleason, Gleason <laughs> showing how good he was slash is um, and who replaces Hurley. Now, Marty Gleason, I want to talk about him. He has slipped back into this side like nothing has happened. Yeah. 21 possessions. He was all over the shop um, yeah. on the weekend. He was taking marks. He was hitting targets. He, Marty Gleason, I think, I reckon if you asked, we've got to get Harves on or somebody on again and just ask him about Gleason because I reckon he's extremely well thought of at the club. Yeah. And they see serious talent in that kid. I remember one of the, I think one of the real early season one podcasts that we did. Yeah. You sort of called him the Corey Enright of the oh, bombers yeah, early days yeah, real yeah, early yeah. days like got that real reliable yeah the you back know, line you know is better yeah. you know what you're gonna get the back line's better for him to be down there yeah. that kind of Andrew Mackey or yeah. Corey Enright kind of about him but mate Marty Gleeson back in like he's never left the joint and look he's just small little things with Marty Gleeson he's at 8-1 percenters and, and that's kind of classic Marty's he's yeah. a little bit under the radar but that last quarter, he was sensational. Like he he did three or four really key spoils, and I thought he was a big part of us winning the game. When the basically the ball was living in the North Melbourne forward line, uh, and uh, he stood up big time. Actually, I thought quite a few guys, even even Aaron and and, and um, a few other guys, stood up because uh, I think I read a stat where basically Aaron Francis's man basically didn't almost win a contest for the last forty minutes. Mm. And there's small things, but you go. Gee, Hurley's gone down, and so the younger guys are actually, you know... Doing the job. Like, literally, that last quarter, the ball was for 20 minutes, just in the North Melbourne forward line. Now, they've kicked, what, only three goals or something like that in the last quarter, three or four goals. Yeah. And that really could have been a seven-goal quarter. Yeah, easily. Because yeah. Ben Brown was yeah. running on top of the ground. He was taking everything that came his way. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was a fantastic effort. So, um yeah, Gleason, we, we love him. Absolutely. Um, another question. So I think we've covered it, but I, I just want to make uh, reference to it. Friend of the show, Gwenda, um, at Feisty Please. Um, our take on the upcoming Adelaide game, um, who's vital to the win? I like that question. Who's vital to the win? Now, Adelaide's forward line. Jenkins, Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts. Um... And yeah, that's pretty much all I know. Uh, what's her name? Um, the captain. Um, oh, Tex. Tex. Yeah, see, that's, yeah, that starts to worry me because Abros can run around with Tex and nullify him. That's fine. But he ain't there. Um, yeah, it's, it's who, who plays on... Uh, Jenkins is... Well, he kicked four on the weekend. Like, Jenkins on It's Hurley annoying that be they great. played the Suns because you feel like the Suns just gave him a whole dose of Heap confidence. Of confidence, that's exactly right. <laughs> and, like, Eddie Betts has kicked six. And, you know, Jenkins <sighs> kicks four. Yeah. Um... So it was. That's a bit annoying. They do have. They still have a few forwards out. Uh, I, look, in all honesty, I think you'd have to. For me, you'd have to 
have like a big game from Dylan Shield. That kind of you actually needs to be one in the midfield. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, Merritt's Mister Reliable at the moment. Shield's a little bit, you know, he's, he's kind of just going like okay, but I think we need a like a a, a Shield superstar level game. Yeah, for that kind of thirty thirty five breaking the lines. Um, that would be sort of the that's kind of the person. Look, there's one person that we're going to discuss. And he's a game breaker, but he's just been disappeared. Uh, and, and, and I don't get it. And I'm wondering yeah, why and, people and aren't asking this question. And he's he's back in his home state, uh, Fantasia. Yeah. And Fantasia's just yeah, you don't know what's going on. Like I, I, I heard Zarak is saying he's still playing a role and and for the club and and doing small things that are helping out, but. He's such. He is smooth. not a five possession footballer. No, and it's been not like, ever is he no, a five possession footballer. And it's been that way for four weeks now. So it's there's something. He's got there's yeah. an injury or something with that kid. There, there has just, to be. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but look, if he can find some form, where our forward line is so dangerous because Stringer's in like he's just having an awesome. Stringer's a dead set freak. Um and. And I feel like McKernan's starting to hit his straps a bit more now. Um, McKernan with more game time. I mean, he, he's he's down the bottom in total possessions, but yeah, him again. He takes marks around the ground. He's a competitor. He's competing, yeah, he's competing. He's a competitor, and sometimes those hands get very sticky. And I don't mind him um, running around in our forward yeah. line. I honestly don't. What I did find just quickly, yeah, um, the second half. Uh, and he does get bagged a lot, but it's really important. The second half, Mitch Brown just started to find his form. Yeah, uh, and that's he got open a bit. Yeah, that's really important for the side yeah. because he is a form player, and when he is actually really in form, he will really open up our forward line because he runs his tail off. But that get, actually yeah. opens up another question: Is do you slide Brownie back? Maybe, maybe slide it's Brownie hard one, down yeah. back, and then maybe make. Francis a forward and oh, yeah I know I think they'll have Francis down back uh, look I think they'll start Brown forward and they'll bring in do the swap if bring they need in to. the, yeah, the yeah, Zirkle yeah. Hartley uh, try and have that same structure um, and then where we'll is, see how we go where is Ridley I don't know I, and I, look I must admit I haven't really heard him overly talked about in VFL reports either so okay. I think he's playing solid but just not you know. I don't really know, and and he's got a little bit of an issue that, in some ways, he plays the Redmond Gleason role. Yeah, so, and they're starring. He's not big enough so, to be a key position. Yeah, he's probably not. You know, he's not going to be a Tex Walker stopper, and he's yeah. not going to be on Jenkins. So then it's hard for him to get into the side because yeah. there's not an obvious. And Mason matchup. Redmond is doing outstandingly. Yeah. I have heard off the grapevine, but I'll, I'll try and get some more information this week that they are adjusting him to possibly like a wing midfielder mm. kind of role. Um, he's got that pretty boot for that. Oh, geez, he's got skill and points. Yeah. But yeah. Another question we've got um, comes from Mark at Generic Pion. Generic Pion. A generic bin. Anyway, um, Mark wants to know whether or not the injuries are actually a good thing, a la the Bulldogs in 2016. And then he also sort of put all the pies last year. Do we get some new faces with a bit of experience? Because we have to... Um, Look, it's an interesting thought because... Does Francis get more right, games under his some, belt? There's, there's instances where some clubs have had major injuries during the year and by the end of the year, the whole club is so solid and strong 
that they've, they've actually really performed well in the finals. And you can also find out whether or not yeah. those kids you wanted to get some games into to see if they could play can actually play. I, yeah. know, I reckon Mark's got a point yeah, if, we, if, if we don't have the injuries, Dylan Clark is not playing at the moment. Exactly correct. Now, right? now we are a much better side. We know side. we have a player there. Yeah, we're a good side because of Dylan yeah. Clark. So, and Langford's yeah. getting... Um, Continued games, continued he a, minutes. He kicks a goal every week, man. Yeah, and I, I, I know it wasn't his major game, and he was probably a little bit... But uh, he's still, you know, he was by far the most efficient. He was on 85% efficiency. Kicked a goal. Again, he's just averaging a goal a game. You actually see his stats. He's, yep. Every game he's played, he's averaging a goal a game. Yep. And there's something to say about that kind of midfielder that you know that's an impact. The cons- yeah, consistent. Yeah. Um, the next question we've got is from Essendon Proud Lifer at Crudler. 62. Um, what is the EFC grade at the end of round 17? If you had to give it an A through to a D, now he, where are we? Yeah, this is a... I, I like this tweet uh, because we actually had the discussion on... So I've, I actually had a discussion with this person on Facebook. So we, we had a debate. So I'll let, debate. You, I'll let you in on the debate. So Roger that. I kind of said, here's the pros and cons for the year. How... And I said, look... How I kind of put the comment is, it's funny, if we actually won this week, we may even end up sixth on the ladder. And this, the sixth on the ladder is actually where I said Essendon will finish at the start of the year. Now, it's funny. If we actually won this week, it would be a weird kind of feeling to me because I, I my thought was that, you know, at the end of last year, that form would carry on and would get us to around six or fifth. Yeah. And so if we actually snuck a win this week and ended up six, right, it would be weird for me because I would feel like we haven't played like we did the second half of last year. Well enough year. to be sixth. But the reality is you're 10 and seven and you're... So I was having that, I was having that kind of um, post where I was saying, well, if you're, at, if you're doing like from school grades... How would you grade Essendon so far this year? Now yeah. I did, I did C, and I said, look, I was, I've been E for quite a bit of the year, mm-hmm. and I said it went to a D, and now I feel, feel like I'm almost at a at a C. I said because the fact is we are nine and seven, we're eight, so we we've we've got back a lot of what we lost. And this person said they're an A. Everything's gone. And now I, no, I can't agree with an A, Mark. I can't, mate. Um, was it Mark? Oh, yeah. is it Mark? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Was, I don't know. It wasn't Mark. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was my fault. Essendon Proud. Uh, that's the Crudler. Crudler yeah. 62. So what do you think? Well, I, I, look, uh, I know this person. He's actually... Um, he's he's a smart cookie. He actually thinks the game really well. So uh, I have no issue with that. But I'm just thinking, what do you, what's your thoughts? If you get a grade right now, where are you at? Okay. I, I don't... You can't... Sorry, Crudler. Oh, mate. I don't think we can give it an A. Right, like we, you can't start off the season again the way we started off and call the season an A. If we had have continued on from the last, how many games was it last year? Ten games that we played, yeah, where we just dominated and Aaron Francis looked like the greatest player in the AFL, <laughs> and we had all of our names and everybody performed and fight. If that started this season, then we'd be on top of the ladder right now, we'd and be I'd be calling. Third, yeah, we'd be second or third. Second or third, and I'd be calling us the uh, like a a, B, a solid B plus or an A minus, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, we started off the season the way we did. We've through no fault of our own, we've got injuries to re- like long term injuries to key senior players. Yeah. 
that's led to some losses where seven losses with nine we're only two ahead of the game right two ahead of even Stevens I think you're right Scotty in saying that it's a C we I still have issues or I still have concerns about our game plan I really do every time the ball goes into the forward line sorry let me rephrase that almost every time the ball goes into the forward line we are just hoping that Jake Stringer can perform a miracle that Waller can perform a miracle mm. our game plan at the moment and I bet you Waller would uh, Waller Wusher would say um, yeah mate it's because we've got no one in there tall to kick to Grant like oh, we've, we've had constant rotations constant in it, rotations injuries and in that it, sort of yeah, stuff we're not a forward line that's in sync yeah. I think C is appropriate because Again, from the start of this podcast, mate, we've just won how many in a row? We've won five of the last six. Five of the last six, right? Like we Against have really to, good teams. You have to say five of the last six were a B plus, just purely because of the fact that it's we've won. It's a B, yeah. But last six weeks were a B. Absolutely. But overall for the season, this is not where we wanted to be. And we are, again, every single game in the middle of the year, middle towards the end of the year becomes a final for us if we lose it we can't if we lose it we can't so the pressure is on for us at the moment having said that through sheer guts and determination and freakish um jakey slash waller skill um we're winning games of football but i just think a c is appropriate mate if we beat adelaide next week and then we beat gold coast after that i pick up the lid and frisbee it across the room mate the (laughs) lid is off and I'll, I'll get back on the next podcast and say that we are now B plus approaching A. But yeah, I, the, if we ended up yeah, say if we run this week and then we'll beat Gold Coast and we're sixth or fifth, yeah, of course you're in the B, mate, B's know. and A's. A, I don't think so. It was interesting. I actually posted on Bomber Blitz as well, and, and there was quite a few number of guys who had E's. So and and their 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 theory was that. Um, and it still could happen. They said basically, they said no. We should be playing better. They didn't like the start of the year. Their view was that this list was so good that it should win finals, not just make to the finals. It should win finals. They still can't see it yet. Uh, so it's, it's interesting. There's was like there was a few C's, there's a few E's, and there's an A. So it's kind of it's, well, that's Essendon fans, and that's just footy fans in general. Oh, absolutely, it's all opinions. But, but yeah, the other thing too is, I mean, it'd be hard if you ask that question of Wusher, he'd go. Geez, I'd like Devin Smith. Geez, I'd like it, Paddy Ambrose. It'd be oh. handy for me to have Joey Danaher running you know out what? of the square. Of, of all the people, and I know people are going to go Joey Danaher, but I actually think of all the people, if Devin Smith is in this side and in form, because he's a Crichton medalist. And he's even better than Dylan yeah. Clark. Like, yeah. if if you think Dylan's done yeah. well for us, Devin would have been added better. If you added him to the midfield rotation... We would be a very hard side to beat. Absolutely, because he's quick. I mean, he's he's a brutal tackler. He's a fierce competitor. We would be a very hard team. And he's a, he, Jakey, was a, he was a big loss, Devin Smith. And with Jakey Stringer and Waller at the feet of Joey Danaher, instead of having to beat people in the air and then yeah. beat people on the ground and kick freakish goals, at the feet of Joey yeah. D, if he doesn't mark it, mate, the ball the ball crumbing becomes so much easier for Waller. Yeah. Um, and Jaden Laverde doesn't get the best tall defender and all of those things. So I think I'm going with C, uh, a bit like you. Yeah. And I'd love to say A, mate. I really would. But if, I tell you what, if we <laughs> if we beat Adelaide and Gold Coast, mate, that'll be up there near that A very easily. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's such a tease this week. I meant if we just oh, snuck man. a one. We said that against North too, man. I and know. We've done it. I know. We said, I mean, we said, oh, Jeff, 
why don't we just beat Gino West somehow? Just somehow we just beat him. Just if we can freakishly. Okay, oh, like, we lost to Sydney, and now if we could just beat Sydney this time. And we did, you know. Then we go <laughs> north, like, oh, no oh, one's north, picking they're us. In, they're in fire. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. If we can just up. squeeze one. <laughs> and we just squeezed it. It's great. It's just been one of those... That's why we stand crazy. corrected on the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast, mate, because we... We're getting W's, man. We're getting yeah. W's, and, and we'll be the first ones to be honest. We're not. We're not the kind of the say opinion and defend ourselves. No, no, we're right, mate. I stand corrected, and we love being wrong. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> when you're getting W's, <laughs> mate, Wusher, if you're listening, mate, I stand 110 percent corrected because, and I'm loving every minute of it. Just quietly, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like we're winning. That's yeah. kind of what I want. Just, absolutely. So, uh, anyway, let's go to a break. And look, we'll just do a quick five, ten minute wrap up to close the show and talk about a, a few other little odds and ends and a few plays that we thought did well. Cool. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. All right, so. We're pretty much just going to wrap up the podcast from here. I think we've we've covered everything. Um, yeah, Scotty I and I we, uh... have been smiling for the entire podcast, um, for the entire weekend, all of Monday, and into the podcast, really. No, the big game, Friday night, uh, Friday night footy. Oh, man, I'd kill to go. Adelaide. Wouldn't you kill to go? I, I know, because we said this start of the year that we might go to... Football Park. We'll do it next year. Yeah, we'll absolutely so, do it next year. We'll do it. We need to like a podcast crew and go into state. That would be cool. <laughs> Rent a bus, go <laughs> into state. The podcast crew. Yes, that would be cool. Um, or go like catch a plane at Gold Coast. Ah. where we can just brag and it's kind of a guarantee. Just, a, just a couple I want to mention. Um, if Scotty can grab the stats up, um, I can pull that up onto the screen. A um, couple of people I want to mention: the ever reliable Adam Saad. Um, Sadi's done incredibly well. I mean, when you're equal third in possessions um, for the club, it's just Mr. Reliability. Um, and Deadset would be pushing Jake Stringer for the best recruit out of the out of the S squad. Yeah. Um, Dylan Shiel, 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 again, has done incredibly well with his 22 possessions. Andy McGrath, just the kid's getting better every week. Can I mention one? And... This happens a lot on our show. When I when I listen back to our show, I realise we're doing it again. Oh, scintillating Cause radio! Because we, no? we just expect Zach Merritt to get thirty four possessions, yes, seven point. clearances, six tackles, and five inside fifties. Yeah. Can we actually acknowledge the guy is a bit of a star? He's a bit. He's I, I realise we do it a lot because we go, oh yeah, Zach Merritt's picked up his thirty. But actually, again. he got belted to a post yeah, <laughs> most he of that did game. Not. And, and like he's led in clearances, he's led in inside fifties. I oh know second in inside fifties, but um, he's uh, got six tackles. Uh, by the way, Dylan Clark twelve tackles. Insane. Yeah, I know. Man. Um, but, but Zach Merritt, mate, all credit to you. Like, Absolutely, you, and playing, captain the club, captain us in that game. You've really shown great leadership, uh, and um, we're hugely impressed. And look, there was just a quick question on Laverde that we probably, yeah. probably skipped over. Laverde is like your big tease. There's just so much there going for him. And, and that play is a little bit underrated how clever he summed up that play as much as Waller where he saw the three guys going on to him and his body strength to get through that and then release the tackle. I'm yep. oh, sorry, release the handball. Uh, all credit to him. Uh, he He's playing okay. Like he's playing okay. Effort. And I, There's and a lot I, of effort. And I can't help think he's just... 
a little bit Langford-like where his key is just now um, continuity. Just to, yeah. His body's broken down a few times. If he can just get some regular games, I think he just, he'll just just keep on improving and improving. And I think he's also getting some of the best defenders each week too. I mean, again, the, you, you cannot underestimate Joey D being down there, Jimmy Stewart yeah. being down there, McKernan, whomever is down there, which would be getting the number one and two um, defenders. And then Jade, they'd have to chuck, find somebody to chuck on Jaden. So yeah. I think they understand when a, when the ball's in the air, it's going to be going to McKernan or, or yeah. Laverde. And it's very difficult because he's getting the big um, monstrous defenders, yeah. the, the very good defenders and stuff. But yeah, we, we want to say a shout out for Jaden because he's perform he's performing he's putting in effort each week and he's only he's only going to get better um oh he's upside yeah it's still there isn't it it's- oh it's huge I, and i think they flirted with him as a midfielder they flirted with him on the wing and stuff the kids are forward and look just lastly just to finish up the show Connor McKenna Oh, you are a little star mate to that again if we're talking of dissecting that last play there's not many players who would have the guts on the wing to run around those guys bounce yep. the ball. It's a big deal. It was actually a half decent kick, like yeah. to, to Dylan Clark. Like it wasn't far away where Dylan Clark could have marked that. Uh, but I just love that he took the game on. Like he, Absolutely. that's going for a win and not just panicking. And and all credit to him. But like he's had twenty five disposals. He's, he's he's just bouncing bounces the ball. He's had eight bounces. I know. It's it's, it's just we've said this. What before. a pick up for nothing. I know. We've what said a, this before that he has turned into. The player, apps more than the player that we hoped he was going to be. Yeah. When we saw him in Ireland and he you kicked goals, you think of him goals, two or three years ago. It's it's such. Oh, it's a huge difference. Yeah. I tell you what, as, as as Irishmen go in this league, he's got years left on him um, in this comp. And I tell you what, he'll be pushing Ty Canelli for um, one of yeah. the better Irish defenders floating around. But yeah, Connor, well done, mate. That's that and, is, and I think we're bidding for another Irishman star too. By Are the way. we? You yeah, know, mate, send Connor over there in a no. Don't send it's a jet. To, it's down to two teams, Richmond and Essendon. Don't send a jet. Just give Dyson and that. Just to give him a Connor and give him a cafe in in uh, Elwood somewhere. That's yeah. how we sign him, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring him to a bring him to a cafe in Elwood. All right. Well, I think we've um, we've pretty much covered everything on this podcast. Um, a big shout out to our Patreons. Um, thank you very much to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Patreons. Um, we've been shooting a bit of um, exclusive content for the Patreons and sending it through. Hope you've been enjoying that. For everybody that's not a Patreon, have a think about um, joining the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Patreon page. Um, it's uh, There's tiers. It, it costs as little as two bucks. Two bucks a month, and you can get some exclusive content from our shout-outs. Um, and with the AFL tier um, Patreon, you can become a guest on the show. We've got one uh, AFL Patreon uh, guest at the moment at 12 bucks, And we're going to get him on the show in the not-too-distant future exactly. to have a bit of a chat with us. So, yeah, have a think about um, joining a Patreon. It's going to help us get more content, get um, uh, more equipment into Scotty's front bedroom <laughs> slash the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast studio. And we need it, yep. And we need it. Um, Scotty, where can they find you? Uh, you can... Scooter McNeese on Twitter. Thank you to all the followers. I'm getting a whole lot of followers for some reason at the moment. Nice. But, um, yeah, this is a bit crazy. Uh, the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast, but it's Lunch Catch-Up. Yeah, that wasn't confusing at all. No, it was. it's on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, do you get us on Twitter at the Lunch Catch-Up podcast? Couldn't get the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast, so we got the Lunch Catch-Up podcast on Twitter. 
Facebook. Um, Facebook, Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Facebook page, Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Tw- uh, Instagram page. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, Everything. iTunes, <laughs> everywhere. Um, I, I was even having a look just typed in Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast just to see. There was like, there's, um, um, what's it? Uh, the Bean one. Uh, there was uh, FM Podcast. Like all these things that all our shows. I'm like, how did we get an, all these shows? Oh, really? All these. All the, it's like, I'll show you after the podcast. I should yeah. talk like this at the end of the podcast. Yeah, Rog. But uh, we're just on so many platforms at the moment that I didn't even realize we're on. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, you name it, we're on the... Uh... If you can't find us, you're not looking in the right place. <laughs> yeah. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Um, also, a special shout-out to all of our international listeners. Um, last week, we had a bit of a chat. We sort of gave a shout-out to our to our mate that got hold of us on Twitter, who's uh, an Israeli ambulance driver, um, <laughs> who was sitting in his ambulance in Israel listening to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. So... Um, thanks very much everybody for listening if you're overseas again it freaks us yep. out we'll be checking to out the stats on Uzbekistan is it, is it, yes because we've got one <laughs> one listener one person on SoundCloud in Uzbekistan we would do anything to just have an fo- online chat with mate you. if you can get in touch with us on the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast Facebook page or Twitter and say it's me my name is Gary I'm in Uzbekistan and I'm listening to you we want you on the show <laughs> that would be brilliant yeah but look Canadians Americans you name it mate we've got um, dudes from Spain it's crazy we've got it's... Argentinians we've got Cambodians we've got it's absolutely brilliant so we really appreciate it um, alright so we'll wrap it up um, next week like you said um, Friday night podcast uh, Friday yeah. night podcast Friday night game against the Crow Eaters and we will see how we go yep. um, and we'll be a, a podcast not long after yeah we'll do our uh, just for the Patreons we'll do our team changes on the Wednesday or Thursday night yep Wednesday uh, Thursday night we'll do that we'll do that podcast so thanks everyone have a great week and keep smiling because the Bombers are up and about go Bombers go Bombers